Your support helps us bring fresh voices, new voices, and credible voices. Support Mind Podcast by clicking on support the Mind Podcast link on mind.net. You can also write to us at info at mind.net about any other way you would like to support Mindmakers. Hello and welcome to Mind Podcast 77. This is Sunanda Vashisht and I'm back after a break. Um, Adit is not here, so this has become some sort of a pattern. I come back and Adit goes away and when Adit was here and I was gone. But anyway, Adit is um, away for work and I am back for good. So, and this is Mind Podcast. Our only um, variable that hasn't changed is Pramod Kumar Buravali who has held forth here. Thank you Pramodji for being here all the time. But You guys um, are traveling and having all the fun. I know, <laughs> you're not having any fun. But you're um, you've been working hard here but um, we're back with this is a power-packed podcast we have lots to talk this week um, has been very newsy uh, first of all we just got off after the town hall with prime minister amazing um, you know reach out to the citizens and uh, I thought it was organized very well but it made news for one item only and that was uh, his quote unquote uh, rebuke to those who pretend to be Gaurakshaks. So so from my gau it became my gau. My gau. <laughs> my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true that. So that was uh, the thing. Media wanted headlines so they got their headlines. Yeah. But uh, beyond that we will try to go beyond those headlines and we will try to see that why uh, Prime Minister Modi said what he said and what is going on. So that's one part of the debate. We will also talk about um, uh, Home Minister Sark Yatra to Pakistan and what happened there. A lot of confusion there as well. And uh, uh, we are on the opposite side of the debate here, Pramod and I, because Pramod has always maintained that with Pakistan there should be no reaching out, nothing. They don't uh, pretend they don't exist. And I have been saying that we they, they are there. How can we pretend they don't exist? So we will take up that debate as well. And But before that, we will begin this whole thing with a very important piece of legislation that was uh, passed this week, and that was GST. And uh, Pramod here is a... Um, We'll talk about that, but I do want to say the political um, this thing is tremendous. Reaching out to the opposition and finally getting near unanimously everyone except um, Jailalita, who staged a walkout, which worked in uh, favor yeah. of this thing. I was in Delhi around the time that monsoon session started, and there was uh, absolutely there was by that time finance minister had reached out to everyone, including Congress, and it was clear that it was going to get passed. Um, so um, kudos to them, you know, for uh, you know to getting this most important tax reform since independence passed. Very historic. Very historic um, uh, this thing. So we'll talk about that. We will also talk a little bit about Gujarat mm -hmm. and uh, that may not be a debate but we can talk about Gujarat. Uh, this thing. Gujarat has seen uh, change of power and Gujarat is back to what it used to be pre-Narendra Modi right. frame. So right. I, I remember you know there used to be these uh, this thing, three or five chief ministers <laughs> coming and going yeah. revolving door. So um, Gujarat is, I hope it doesn't get there and I hope with Mr. Vijay Rupani it is um, stabilized um, quite a bit and although um, Anandi Ben Patel did not go necessarily for what she said she went, it couldn't have been age factor alone. What do you think? I don't think because 
there is a presumptive leader who is taking a claim much ahead of what the party feels he should take a claim and i'm talking yeah. about amit shah here who probably has his eyes set uh, perhaps even before 2019 elections to mm. just take a claim and become uh, the chief minister of gujarat because i think that oh you that mean amit shah himself i think so. i doubt I, that i I, so. I i know no i i don't think amit shah has uh, <clears throat> it is very critical for mr modi that amit shah is at the helm of affairs in on 2019 you see, I, I'm I'm a believer of developing uh, cadre or mm. staff that mm-hmm. you feel utility. There is utility at this point in time, yeah. but then in the short run, it is better off you let go of your strength because in the long run, you need to continue to hold on to Gujarat, Madhya Pradesh, and Chhattisgarh. These are four or five states which yeah. are impregnable fortresses of the BJP. Uh, BJP. So I I always felt that you have to develop that from the uh, beginning. Yeah. But again, the politics aside. I'm also very curious since you talked about MyGov and it is a consumer sort of a, a public redressal forum yeah. uh, about your observations at the ground level. You've traveled as an yes. ordinary citizen. Yes, and, and I traveled through where? small cities, I you, traveled uh, through little towns, I interacted <clears throat> with length and breadth, I interacted with everyone. My overwhelming feeling was that everyone is. There is no debate on the fact that this government wants to deliver. Everyone knows that this government wants to deliver. Everyone knows that there is no corruption at the top echelons. Everyone knows. We have gone back to the time. See, corruption will never be completely wiped out. Or it will take a lot of time to be wiped out. What had happened in the 10 years of um, UPA that we had seen, we had seen the top guys being, um, uh, you know, mired in corruption scandals, which had not really happened a long time. You know, the top person would always be someone you could not put your blame on. We have restored that dignity to Prime Minister's office. We have restored that dignity to the cabinet, the cabinet ministers. And I I spoke to a few cabinet ministers as well, to a few ministers and to people who are in the know of things. Um, they are really, they, they keep saying that, you know, we are trying to do what ha- hasn't happened in the last 10 years. I saw a minister, and I wouldn't like to name the uh, lady or the gentleman she was actually working on saturday and sunday in her office because monday was um, uh, you know um, uh, monsoon session had started and uh, we were, so that kind of work culture i have seen back in um, uh, you know india and what we used to say that ye to sarkari hai ye kabhi hoga nahi so i came back my running joke there was that modi sarkar if i was an ad business i would say modi sarkar nothing sarkari about it mm. there is truly nothing sarkari about it if you think sarkari is something that you know people slacken all the time and uh, it won't happen but are we where are we first world already is everything are all the potholes filled are um, is every little spick and span of india clean no those things take time but yes the momentum is there people are trying to say that you know this is our job as well so that's a huge thing that has happened and i have also again uh, my travel was to india six months prior when i you know was visiting for a personal reason but then Mm. whenever i get a a chance whether it is personal private or business i Mm. do go out and uh, interact with people and Mm. i do see that uh, the pet uh, you know slogan of uh, Nitin Gadkari that I'm, I want to use here 
people have a very good pulse that mm. this government has very good intentions bona fide intentions there's yeah. no malafide intentions no to malafide. exploit yeah. the public or their ignorance or mm. their uh, resources um uh, whether the right set of people are manning the right set of ministries that there has been some co- course correction now yeah, as recent absolutely. as a few yeah. months ago yeah uh, now it it has to be seen how Uh, the prime minister drives the economy to become a self sustaining and on an autopilot mode right what he talked about today mm-hmm. the ups and downs whether at a percentile level or at the policy level if we are able to maintain that growth between 7 to 8% consistently for the next 25 yeah. to 30 years then we can do whatever uh, any yeah, the other things will follow, follow the other things will follow at the moment economy is something that they need right. to um, right. focus on right. so there is there is a lot of buoyancy there is a yeah. lot of people are um, you know the the happiness factor has gone up a little bit and have their lifestyles improved relatively has uh, as i said it will take a while before every pothole right. and every corrupt person is punished it will take a while for that we are a long way away from there but we have restored some dignity yeah. to the government to the um, we have restored credibility that is very important now these small achievements if you note notice yesterday i was seeing a piyush goel make a speech in the parliament mm-hmm. that andhra pradesh is power surplus state it yes. was just a newly state newly formed yeah. state with nothing at it nothing at all yeah uh, and now it is a power surplus state with yeah. almost every village electrified yeah. that sounded extraordinary to me mm. but then when you look at it it's not really a great feat you know yeah. having electricity at home is as Basic, basic as, as having water and but then we were not used to it in so india the, you know that is the sorry state of that affairs that is a sorry state of affairs narendra modi took over in 2014 yeah. that even so those so things we should have been um, commonly accepted toilets, basic minimum separate toilets for girls and um, yeah. you know for uh, boys and yeah. even schools you know yeah. basically if you don't have that uh, parameters how are you going to build confidence so yeah. uh, i think there's a lot of good steps and i want to pick, pick your brain a little bit on the kashmir factor i think um, yeah. when i was there it. kashmir was boiling <laughs> kashmir is still boiling it is a huge issue right now i think it is one of the biggest issues that every prime minister of india has faced narendra modi is no different and um, every time there is a regime change there is also this has been a regime change in delhi and in kashmir so obviously there is some testing going on so that But do you think happen. do you think pakistan basically has another 3 to 4 months to get away with whatever it's uh, uh, trying to get at because the united big brother united states is busy with busy with the elections, elections and, and everything so they are trying to they are trying to create yeah. a huge amount of thing yeah. because they're not going to get any right. um, international um, so called attention yeah. or they're not going to get any dressing down either because yeah. no one is yeah. obama is on his way out right. Hillary and whoever these are these people are fighting their own battles right. at the moment so right. there is no no one to give them a dressing down so, so right now they are like when the cat is away rat will play kind of a situation right. and right. there is also as i said there is regime change in um, delhi and in kashmir itself jammu and kashmir itself they are testing it out so um, there is no question that uh, this is um, the toughest period right now as yeah. far as kashmir is Especially concerned when you see that uh, Uh, terrorists are in intermixing with intermixing the, uh, with uh, this thing and they're actually addressing the rallies with armed guns yeah. i mean armed kalashnikovs and this thing that is very worrying and that is something that this government has to worry about 
All right then, so we will move into um, our first debate that we were going to talk about and the sort of, uh, you know, um, um, takes away from what we were talking in the introduction as well about Kashmir. We're going to talk about um, Rajnath Singh's visit to Pakistan, which came as a surprise. Yeah. By the way, um, home ministers of Bangladesh and Nepal did not go. So that is something to be uh, kept in mind. Um, we will also talk about whether SARC really, you know, is meaningful anymore or should there be a new, uh, you know, a group of countries like that or will any platform where India and Pakistan both exist, can there be any min meaningful interaction for the subcontinent if India and Pakistan both exist because of the... No, SARC um, should remain, Sunandaji. SARC should you. remain. Pakistan, as it exists today, was a bigger member of SARC uh, if you look at pre-71 and mm -hmm, the history mm -hmm. of SARC, uh, if it w would have existed. No, but SARC has become, every time there is a SARC, it is how did the India and Pakistan minister, uh, prime ministers meet or what did they do? Did they shake hands? Did they talk each other? Every other country of the subcontinent is ignored. But I'll tell you, if a new Pakistan emerges tomorrow with a new geography, a new topography <laughs> and a new set of people that want to reclaim Pakistan in their own mirror image, <laughs> you know, you should give them, I mean, you cannot take away the geography. One thing I agree with you is, I don't think there is a possibility of the map, uh, at least uh, the name of Pakistan going away so quickly yeah. because obviously it has, it has gotten tied into Islamism of a different nature. Yeah. But at the same time, what part of Pakistan remains and which does not remain, we don't know at yeah. this point. In terms you know, I was in this writer's meet in India and Mr. M. Jagbar, I mean, uh, he's now in MEA, but um, he's a seasoned thinker himself who has done a lot of work on Pakistan as well. And he was talking about ISIS and he said a very interesting thing. He said, you know, you think ISIS, this is the first Islamic state. You are wrong. You're mistaken. First Islamic state to be established, maybe not to this extent, you know, not uh, radical to this extent, but first Islamic state, nevertheless, is Pakistan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we should not forget that we have a mirror image of ISIS right next to us um, that was established in 1947. And different sorts of ISIS, um, you know, inspired organizations continue to exist even today after long after ISIS has gone this war against ISIS or this war against mm. uh, some Boko Haram yeah. will not stop. You know, some other new mm. form of the same multi-headed Hydra yeah. will take uh, birth again and again with yeah. a new name. But um, that brings us to the question with Kashmir boiling over and Prime Minister himself blaming Pakistan for this current round of... Um, um, you know, escalation that has happened with Burhan Wani, actually Hafiz Sayed and Nawaz Sharif are saying the same things. There was absolutely yeah. no difference in what uh, Burhan Wani, what uh, Nawaz Sharif said yeah. about Burhan Wani and what Hafiz Sayed said. Right. They both said they were martyrs and they both said that um, he had been, um, you know, there was a fake encounter or what some such nonsense. Right. They would not, uh, they refused to call him um, a terrorist. Right. Uh, so, uh, given that situation, given the situation that even um, finance minister at one point when he was talking about this named Pakistan, prime minister himself named Pakistan, 
what does india do with pakistan was it right was it correct to send um, rajnath singh at that point where there was so much hostility it's first of all they kept saying that his speech was blacked out then mea said no and latest i heard was that home minister said yes it was blacked out no one heard what he had said there what i am trying to say in so much hostility does it make sense to reach out well i i think the hostilities have not broken out yet hostilities yeah. by by that i mean a full fledged war or battle on any front has not broken this is just mm. uh, you know uh, covert warfare that is happening pakistan yeah. has just ratcheted it up mm. i think india should uh, pay them back in kind um, yeah. uh, you know it's just that i don't basically mind rajnath singh going for a couple of days you know stretches legs boarding <laughs> a flight just uh, gets and keeping and, his office uh, busy you know yeah absolutely he's, he's been touring mm. all across uh, india anyway so mm. why not go across the border and just uh, i remember when um, prime minister made that um, uh, unexpected um, quote stop unquote over. stop over at nawaz sharif's um, thing and we did a debate mind debate and you um, went on record to say that this was a waste of time he should not have done that it's fine if he does that and he goes for a cup of chai that's fine but let's not give it too much importance and he's wasting his time anyway that that was your position at that point and Absolutely. i had disagreed with you and i had said that you know at we, we cannot change our neighbor so it's good that narendra modi is reaching out to him Right. after 2 years now right. it seems that um nawaz sharif is back to his hardliner ways he is not giving an inch on um, kashmir so where what is the pol- kashmir policy and pakistan policy of this uh, of narendra modi government mix, messed up well no basically i i've always believed that there should never be a specific said policy that is defined that you have track 2 diplomacy there is track 6 diplomacy or there is back channel talks then there is an inter interlocutor that is uh, you know basically talking to your separatists our separatists mm-hmm. i have always feel, feel felt that two countries talking about a piece of territory let us say uh, pakistan has a claim on kashmir yeah. india has a claim on sindh let us talk about that or pok pok and uh, you know for whatever reason there is a, a generally acceptable uh, 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 rule that they adhere to say if somebody becomes an arbitrator mm-hmm. if uh, india takes it to the united nations pakistan takes it to the united nations yeah. if both will pay heed to whatever resolution comes out of the united nations that is Correct. one way of doing it Correct. but there is no since there is no meeting point here you know yeah. india wants its own uh, population to be Uh, identified through unique set of uh, secular principles mm. that it has enshrined in its constitution pakistan wants to uh, do the exact opposite. opposite so when two countries are talking about the same piece of land uh, with an exact diametrically opposite uh, view points intentions view points yeah. and also actions you know because you know no matter what this ratcheting up was done by pakistan yeah. right Uh, now, if they are really serious about not, uh, you know, getting India's attention, India might have sat with whatever Prime Minister was uh, trying to achieve with Nawaz mm-hmm. Sharif. Uh, there was intention, good intention, possibly on Nawaz Sharif's side also to mm-hmm. at least sit across the table, yeah. uh, resolve Sir Kriegs, re- resolve Siachen, some confidence-building measures. Yeah. But they are leaving no scope. Yeah. You know, Nawaz Sharif or anybody else. I posted Hamid Mir's. Uh, uh some snippet of an interview mm-hmm. he he gave recently in which apparently benazir bhutto 
basically supported taliban although she never liked big time big, big time, time big time so these these moderate non moderate makes no difference in bangladesh doesn't matter doesn't all matter. these people are so the same so there is your uh, benazir bhutto so called modern liberal, liberal. educated in um, uh, oxford right. and there she was and if you hear her speeches in 1990 instigating kashmiris kashmiri muslims there they will i have always said this on line um, on record i have said they will put osama bin laden to shame and the kind of instigating she has done look at bilawal bhutto yeah same thing. his mother got assassinated by the same extremist elements and they were warned and so many times and he says the same thing his grandfather was killed by the same extremist elements he says the same thing but don't they forget have, his grandfather wanted to fight a thousand year war with india for kashmir and wound india by thousand cuts uh, but the, after he made the statement the same extremist elements did not let him stay for thousand, thousand more, days. more days they hanged him they hanged him so this 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 country is full filled with so politics. whatever they have whatever mess they have uh, for india it does not matter whether it is an army general or it is a civilian person it, it does not matter it does not matter therefore them for their, their whole existence is on uh, this uh, the creation of pakistan is to eventually try to rule india through yeah. proxies through this creation of mughalistan or yeah. your uh, rule over kashmir their yeah. intentions in hyderabad yeah. kerala assam they keep doing this all, all the, the time sunanda ji the so sufi is... islam uh, that they should have championed mm-hmm. they could have become a great model like what turkey was prior to mm-hmm. the 90s like almost mm-hmm. 40 45 years turkey was a very good model for secular look islamic what has democracy now. look the way it has unraveled the, the, now the depths they have descended, they descended to. to so pakistan is the same today pakistan consists of four or five regions tomorrow pakistan might be only punjab yeah you know sindh baluchistan you know i i mm-hmm. i we have published several pieces, pieces on, on baluchistan, baluchistan and the atrocities that are heaped um, amongst people they actually there's there's no baluchis protesting on the street mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know the, the pakistani armed forces uh, basically go into their homes and uh, pick these pick guys up and basically uh, yeah. you know uh, so uh, whatever will happen of pakistan i think what what is best for india and this is irrespective of which government is in power they need to focus inward they need to focus on being the a trillion economy. Um, dollar economy they need to focus Precise. on being a superpower an economic superpower they need to focus on bringing their multitudes out of poverty exactly. because once they are strong and once that happens yeah. no pakistan will help pakistan will unravel on its own and look at what when has and happened to small venezuela friction will look keep at happening. what has happened to cuba all of these yeah. small puny countries that thought they were holding back the united yeah. states yeah. look at the state at which the united states economy is yeah. look at where where venezuela venezuela, venezuela is, is. so the economy concentration on gst building infrastructure building the new generation protecting of your borders no absolutely, doubt absolutely protect your borders no doubt but treat pakistan as something that you know this is a little you know fly that will come into your house anytime treat it like a desert in the yeah, northwest north frontier uh, of your country, country where you don't send your population to na jaiye mat wahan pe desert hai like my sister my daughter sees lion king all the time yeah. in which king mufasa tells the uh, lion king don't uh, go that similar, don't go to that elephant graveyard yeah yeah yeah, yeah. let's let's yeah, do the same that. thing and let's focus exactly. inward and little friction little things will keep happening there is there is nothing we can do about that yeah. this takes us to our another debate on gst and we will come right back so as we were talking uh, previous uh, previously in the previous segment that india really needs to focus inwards india ne- really needs to focus on its economy and once you are a big economy yourself no one can do anything you know 
forget Pakistan, forget China, forget America, because at that point you start wielding influence. And adversaries start doing business. You know, Japan yeah. and the United States after the Second World War, mm -hmm. after Germany, also the defeat of Germany, yeah. they are one of the biggest trading partners Partners to the United in, States. Yeah. South so that Korea. is the biggest antidote. Absolutely. That is the biggest mm -hmm. antidote. Uh, this thing. So that brings us to the very important piece of legislation that was passed this uh, week, GST. Finally, which was stuck in, uh, in Parliament for two years now, and which had been earlier um, uh, so-called visualized in 2000 under um, Mr. Vajpayee's uh, reign, and then of course subsequent um, uh, Congress government, UPA uh, under Mr. Chidambaram tried to do the same thing, but then again they could not build the consensus between states. Unlike what Chidambaram likes to say now that BJP, uh, you know, acted as. Uh, uh, sort of, um, you know, stopped it. It wasn't BJP really. If people go back and look at the um, archives of newspapers, you will see that it was the states, the chief ministers, and in some cases their own um, chief ministers, That's Congress true. chief ministers, that they were not able to bring consensus in. So that is why this is important to say here that the credit goes to, after two years, credit goes to finance minister and to um, Prime, Prime Minister for building this consensus. I would say you have to give credit to Arun Jaitley. Arun Jaitley for this why. one. Yeah. You know, you know, he made this funny inference that India is not a federation of states, it is a union, union of states. states. That means that the center has a very big responsibility in keeping the unity among states. Yeah. It is not like Europe where you do this exercise you do of EU for basically a, a cooperation on the yeah. financial front, but this is a political unity also. Yeah. Yeah. So there is clear differentiation between what the state and the center should be doing. There was, there was need for these myriad taxes to be... Mm. Uh, one state, one country, one tax. One tax and there was, there was a lot of these taxes that were overlapping on yeah. one another, Octroy, your VAT, then your CES, mm. then again on top of that if there was any tax on tax, meaning yeah. by the time a good basically gets produced, let's say in Tamil Nadu, a mm. manufacturing mm -hmm. state, mm -hmm. there are six or seven manufacturing states across India, so yeah. just like in the US, in the Ohio US. is or some Midwestern yeah, state yeah, yeah, yeah. like Wisconsin or whatever. Yeah. So like Tamil Nadu has a strong objection that they are the ones that have the manufacturing capability, mm. they are the ones who have over years, mm. irrespective of DMK, AIDMK or others, mm. have invested in infrastructure, they have incurred cost in creating the infrastructure, yeah. basically that means they have to generate more revenue yeah. to recoup from the cost that they have incurred. Basically, a country also operates like a family, a country also operates like a business at, at times. So, if you you know, you are producing all right, it's almost like GST is a little bit of a socialist measure, little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, you know, when I say that, I <laughs> you say know, that when I say my, this reminds me of my piece, you know, with the dollop of socialism. It is, it is, it is, no question. And I, that's a great uh, article you wrote, <laughs> yeah. in which uh, I, I think dollop of socialism, say jada, I'll say dollop of realism has seemed mm -hmm. in that, look, there are states that are manufacturing, performing really well because of good progressive policies that mm -hmm. were there for the past 20, 25 mm -hmm. years. There were prior, uh, prior states called the Bimaru states. Some mm. of them are now out of the Bimaru, Bimaru state. Like but there are still some Bimaru states which are not performing mm. as bad. Mm -hmm. You know, like UP, Bihar, West Bengal, perhaps even Assam, mm -hmm. which does not have that much industrial capability right now, but has a consumer base. Yeah. You know, between UP, Bihar, West Bengal, just these three these states, three states. The total population of these three states is no less than 45 crores. I mean, one third of India lives in these, just three, these three states, states, which doesn't produce anything. 
So for a product to come in from Tamil Nadu, mm-hmm. it has to pay taxes to all of these states to go to UP. So this is this was negotiated. It has taken twenty years of this back and forth. Yeah. All states to come together and mm-hmm. say that we are getting uh, on one side there is benefit of these industries uh, getting more money, mm-hmm. but at the same time, inflation is not getting controlled. That yeah. the biggest problem with inflation is different. When you look at a pizza ordered in, let's yeah. say, Pizza Hut in mm. uh, Hyderabad, yeah. okay, and you look at the bill, the pizza itself would have costed four hundred rupees, but the other things, things when it the, get added, it's around the hundred hundred fifty. I saw that right now. Yes. So these different taxes, mm. unless those go down and are get a uniform tax rate, yeah. maybe up to seventeen to eighteen percent. That mm. is what I think should be the tax rate. And that's when what Dr. Stabi- Asher has also when said. When it stabilizes yeah. at that fifteen to, I mean, seventeen to eighteen percent, then your prices start coming down, and there is obviously some incentives for states like UP, Bihar, and West Bengal to also produce so that their prices start going down, which is actually politically good for the states. Yeah. See why the opposition leaders came around? Yeah. Because they were they were convinced that it is going to be politically a good thing when prices yeah. start going down. Yeah. Let me ask uh, you something. Uh-huh. There's going to be a GST council now, which will be comprised of all the states. Correct. But overall, does it take away the power of states? And when we are saying that this is really cooperative federalism, is this really cooperative federalism? Because the government, the union government, <laughs> is deciding all that. Yeah. I want you to talk about that. I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> yes, there is. That's a great question because you know Derek O'Brien got up and uh, basically he, when in, when this debate in the parliament was happening and he said. Uh, if there is a bracket, a tax bracket mm. of uh, uh, 1.5 crores, and if uh, the state uh, is unable to pick up the tab on it, will the center just step in? This yeah. is this is where uh, the states don't want to lose their control, but then they're asking the center to step in. Yeah. So the, to compensate states that are going to lose, Narun Jaitley, this was the sticking mm, point. This was a he sticking said, point. They may be able to uh, compensate. Yeah. Then the states insisted that the center shall compensate. Okay. That is what May the shall point. Shall okay. Though this has never happened before. before. At one point, the states are asking for everything. Mm-hmm. Last me, aake bol bol rahe hain ki my baap aap me hamare upar thoda daya kijiye. Yeah. So it's it was almost like you are giving so much freedom. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I they think they didn't want that kind of freedom. <laughs> they didn't want. It. So this is cooperative federalism with a little bit of a. Uh, uh, effect um, sent uh, control back back with the center because the sort nobody knows how to play with that software yeah. first of all the software that Infosys is developing mm-hmm. and the refunds that they get so some of them might end up paying more then they yeah. get refunded at the and end of the year and obviously this is going to be a lot of growing pains and all that uh, stuff. it will take at least seven to eight, eight years, years for it to stabilize yeah. to become a, 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 a to a point where two percent GDP, GDP will, will increase because of what they are saying yeah. the savings because of GST yeah. But the good thing that a common man will be potentially seeing immediately is mm-hmm. some of those tax lines, line items mm-hmm. will start not showing up. Some states, yeah. you know, who signed, now they have to get a consensus by the 15 yeah. of the uh, 29 states have to mm-hmm. say that they agree to implementing it so that they can speed up the implementation by the April 1st of 2017. Let me ask you something and we really have very little time in this. What is this right-wing government that just imposes so many taxes on the country? <laughs> no. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, there's... Uh, I that, think that, that India is right now is the most taxed 
too many taxes that people are paying right now those who are paying right. too many indirect taxes how can indirect taxes be a good thing i'll i'll, I'll say one thing sunanaji even though a right wing government comes in your dollar socialism is very valid because you are as a country now we are talked mm. about states that were producing and not as a country you are not producing you are not a manufacturing intense country. country you are a country that is dependent on imports you mm. know prime minister talked about it in yeah. this my that's why this make in india you know yeah. your export your imports on military industrial equipment mm. is to such an extent that it takes up a chunk of your gdp yeah yeah imagine Absolutely. that is why this make in india scheme you yeah, know you aap banaye aapko lockheed martin wala koi aircraft banana hai to india mein aake banana which at the moment by the way is in trouble so the left or right analogy does not actually exist in yeah, the sang parivar yeah. as a person who has seen in in and out yeah. i have noticed that this terminology is a is a western construct that has been imposed on india which doesn't work in india really bharat ke bhavishya mein you will see lot of policies that you can say are socialist mm. but i will call it a welfare state yeah a welfare state karna ram rajya hota hai i know so you are saying ram rajya is socialist state yeah. so you are this this definition by definition when i am talking about in in hindi to a, a population that is basically used to getting high interest rates from the bank again it goes yeah, back to yeah. this whole problem sunanda ji if you want to get 7 or 8% return from a fixed deposit please do not expect the loans to come down to 10%, 10%. that's not you, you will get loans only at 15% otherwise yeah. the banks will Correct. not survive if there are no Correct. banks then you better dig up a, a treasure chest in your house and put your money in there yeah. and the country that has uh such a huge number of poor people or li- people living under the poverty line at the moment they have no other uh, right. um, uh, you know uh, they, and, they don't have a way and, and the bhgst is going to have an impact also i talked about some line line items disappearing mm-hmm. uh gst will also enable states that have seen that having more of an industrial base mm-hmm. earlier the, these so, so called socialist uh, states you know mm-hmm. whether it is nitish kumar or um, mamta banerjee yeah. or your so called socialists in uh, uh, akhilesh yadav try to turn capitalist <laughs> because then they will try to have an industry meet then they will try try to say that this is an industrial estate or a special which, economic which, zone, which they were opposing with... all along yeah now they have to do it otherwise they will not get incentives from the government yeah. world bank is going to stay say that unless you implement gst mm. you will not get a world bank loan yeah they are basically screwed mm. because they mm. ended up giving a too much of their uh, uh, you know control, control in in gst but overall overall it will be good for the country this was needed, this was needed. as a political union, union this was you needed. needed uniform civil code which is again another political issue that has to be taken up yeah. i i firmly believe in that mm. you need gst mm. you need uniform infrastructure even if you go to a village mm-hmm. prime minister was asked ki aap ye sab smart cities kar rahe hain why are no, you no, not no, doing no, smart no. village so he talked about urban mission which is yeah. rural amenity urban amenities at rural yeah. level so this once that expands it becomes an autopilot no even a person as um, you know um, politically no, novice like a, a, a let us say arvind kejriwal can become prime minister and india's growth will not get uh, stopped stopped absolutely absolutely so this was something that was absolutely needed and we do congratulate this government for having um, gotten this bit of legislation passed Okay so this brings us to the last part of this debate and um the most contentious part uh, so to speak uh, the debate that prime minister waded himself into without making any bones today without any um ifs and buts 
at the um, uh, Maigao Town Hall. Uh, that was a very unique and very interesting, um, you know, outreach to the citizens. He clearly talked about Gorakshaks, cow vigilantism, which has been a big issue in the last um, at least three four months that is um, that we have yeah. been seeing. First of all, I just want to lay out few things here. Cow vigilantism should have nothing to do with Dalit, um, you know, right. issues. These are two separate issues. They do not need to be um, juxtaposed. Right. Dalit upliftment and Dalit working for Dalit welfare is completely different. That should have nothing to do with cow vigilantism or cow protection. What Prime Minister Modi today said that cow vigilantism or taking law in your own hands is completely not acceptable. No one should do that. This is criminal and uh, in the name of cow protection, do not say that I am protecting cows and um, flogging people or making, you know, uh, doing violent actions and still be accepted as Gaurakshak. That is not possible. No Gaurakshak in true sense of the word will become violent. Will you accept that or not? How can somebody who is protecting cows, that means that you have so much love and compassion in you that are you going to go and flog your fellow human beings for it? So that is that is one thing. So there is no debate on the fact. So here are things that are non-negotiable in India. Things that are non-negotiable in India at the moment is that cow protection is something that most people in India, and I'm not only going to say Hindus, Jains and Buddhists and even a large amount of Muslims also feel this thing about because this is something that is a subcontinental value, so to speak. And this is enshrined in our directive principles. This is something that we have learned. So cow protection is not something that, uh, you know, we have cow protection laws. Yeah. There is no debate on that. The debate on this thing is that law enforcers are not doing their job. Therefore, there is this rise of cow vigilantism where people are taking um, law in their own hands and they are um, getting into um, unlawful activities. Even if the law enforcers are not doing their job, the counter to that cannot be vigilantism. That is something that is very important and that is something which Prime Minister said today. I agree with you on several different points. At the ground level, um, growing up in Hyderabad, mm -hmm. uh, you know, back in the 90s, um, you know, I was part of a, you know a group that used to go and go and uh, you know visit some gaushalas and see yeah. if there was anything that we could do for them. Maybe clean it up. Maybe mm -hmm. uh, provide some uh, basics, uh, uh, little bit of uh, education to mm -hmm. them uh, in terms of what they are doing. We actually used to even have a small, um, you know, uh, gathering of the gowalas or, mm -hmm. or people who are dependent on cow uh, for their uh, income in, in terms of uh, milk. Mm -hmm. So from that day till day, today, we have seen a, a different uh, sort of an environment building, uh, whether it is uh, people deciding on to themselves that they will be a territorial uh, manager for yeah. all girls or you know safety of their mm. girls to become a springboard for their political ambitions. I've mm. seen that happening within and outside any sort of uh, Gauraksha Samitis also that these people basically their intention is and that is what Prime Minister was also saying today that 
you cannot take this as a political springboard you cannot take this as an activity that will absolve you of your nightly sins if exactly. you are committing something else yeah, and you very say strong ki, words. Gau, gau karke ya gau mm. karke because you are seen as this yeah. whole person who is protected cow and its progeny yeah you are now considered to be a sant that is not mm. going to be you know basically i, I think there is a problem also sunanda ji yeah. there is theft there is, is a, a cow sm- there is um, animal smuggling there is that smuggling is that problem. is happening there is yeah. a big problem there um, the government has to do again federal government has to sit with state, state governments, governments and, and work a solution but the that. point is as he said the answer to that cannot be vigilantism right and no prime minister can actually control vigilantism right. how can he and do it and this incident in guna yeah, where the very, it is very appalling because appalling. there are some communities even today that subsist on Skinning. after after the cow is dead, dead. not killing the killing cow now people were saying that they killed the cow no, and then no no, no, no. no this is after the the dead uh, cow, the cow yeah. there the, the village is basically it gives rights to this community uh, to dispose of the carcass no, in whichever way they can whether they burn it whether they bury it or it yeah. depends on so many different things yeah. this is a tradition that has been there for thousands, thousands of, of years and this they they, they don't uh, the, they, the these communities some of them are not dalit you know yeah. so, this is this false false perception yeah. that exactly that's why i was uh, saying the dalit debate should no, not be juxtaposed not with this so, yes. unfortunately in this episode so, in una the uh, people who were the, the you know, basically were the victims were dalits, dalits and it has basically cascaded because mm. up elections are round around the corner everybody seems uh, wanting to be seen as yeah. a protector of the cow and uh, and on yeah. the other side on uh, protectors of the dalits anyway coming back to this main point my gov to my gov which is what <laughs> was the the funny aspect of it yeah. i see such a brilliant uh, uh, i would say emancipator a brilliant sort of a presenter in narendra yeah. modi that he took the debate from performance to accountability to responsibility then he took a little bit of a jab on the political issues that are prevailing yeah. Be- because people ask him ki aap pradhan mantri kyun nahi baat kar mm-hmm. pradhan mantri how can he talk about gau raksha mm-hmm. if, if that is not a federal issue at, all. It's, at all. Not, I mean, it's should it there be a federal debate is mayawati ready to have a federal mm-hmm. debate to make cow the national element mm-hmm. or what what is this yeah so that is why he said he wants state governments to prepare dossiers on right. these people right. and find out their right. criminal records and you know even if you know it was very important from someone to say that you know because you cannot just say that just because we are being so called cow protectors we will indulge in any kind of violence right. Right. that cannot be acceptable in civil society that is something that was very and i know a lot of people uh, get outraged when they say this and then they say you know there are some really good people who are out there fighting to protect cows i understand and i am sure there are a lot of good souls out there who are fighting to save cows but that does not allow you to take law in your own hands no, no, just because the cop is not do, doing no, his duty absolutely. that does not mean you will not you will also indulge in violence the answer to that is that if this government is truly a game changer if this government is truly something that listens to it then raise the awareness then raise all these apps and all these social media right. are saying what is all this for so raise awareness say that there is this law that is being broken here because some cows are being trafficked or cows are being not treated well or something then do that but a compassionate person will also work on what he said make sure that most cows die of um, you know ingesting plastic, plastic. 
Right. So why don't you do something about that? Or, or if the person is so benevolent enough, they can yeah. be part of a small group in the community that basically uh, opens up a big farm. You know, there are a lot of yeah. derelict uh, cows and a lot of other yeah. uh, you know sick cows that need uh, uh, attention. So anyway, they, they, yeah. this is at the more practical, practical level that we're talking about. But this was phenomenal. I, I thought it was it yeah. was great intervention by Prime Minister himself. And after this, this debate should be should right. end. There is no right. need for any kind of debate after this. This brings us to the end of this wonderful podcast. And if I don't do the next thing, Adit is going to be very unhappy. And and uh, our readers, our listeners are going to be even unhappier. So that we have to do our uh, recommendations. Do you have any recommendations for our uh, listeners this week, Pramod? Um, unfortunately, I have not been able to see anything. But I want us, uh, our listeners to also concentrate uh, a little bit on a reading list that I might be able to provide. I have that not would personally be wonderful. Yeah, book, that would be wonderful. But I want, uh, um, if, if people can uh, pick it up on uh, Amazon and, and uh, read it, whether on the Kindle version mm. or uh, I, w- I want people to re- read Abhaya. Abhaya is the book written by Sai Swaroop. And we have done a lot of, um, uh, you know, work on this. And uh, I've heard that it is being, uh, uh, receiving rave reviews. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a mythological fiction. Please don't construe. Historical she, fiction is what she it's, says. It's a mythological. Mm. Uh, it, it basically is, uh, it, it, it banks a, a little bit on, on the, facts and also it, yeah. it is it's a story yeah uh, please read it for your pleasure yeah and uh, Sai Sarupa also happens to be um, you know contributor to yeah. mind makers so shout out to her thank you uh, Sai Sarupa for the wonderful book um, my uh, recommendation this time is also a book and I happen to read um, Half Lion um, by Vinay Sitapati. This is a political biography of uh, P.V. Narasimha Rao and I really find found it fascinating. I would recommend one of the finest political biographies I have read in a long time. I haven't read in a while, you know, any good um, biographies coming up. And but very neutral objective. Very neutral objective. No one. No, no. Very neutral yeah. and very well written. It's, it's not boring. It does yeah. not... Uh, it's a it's a great story again it's a great story and you also when you read it you also you know understand a lot of where india has come from especially you know narsimha rao's um, socialist beginnings in uh, andhra pradesh because those are also reflective of how far we have come and what 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 we are doing the land problems in andhra pradesh at that time and how he rose and his student um, um, you know days and everything i i just found it a great story of india it is a story of this wonderful man called P.B. Narasimha Rao but at the same time it's story of India which is something very interesting. For, for him there was no left or uh, right there was no. always at the center of his heart India's interest. Interest. That is all yeah. that mattered. That's all that mattered to him. So that brings us to the end of this podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Like us on Facebook. Follow <clears> us on <throat> Twitter. Give us your ideas. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Next week after a while all three of us are going to be together, three musketeers, back, and oh, we're sure you will enjoy the podcast. Thank you so much, and I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad to be talking to all our listeners here. Thank you so much.